So the big question is this. How does a powerful, high-achieving woman who's successful in every part of her life, except with men, dating, and relationships, meet, attract, and create that healthy relationship that lasts with the right man? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Barry Price, and welcome to Her Dating and Relationship Secrets. Dating and Relationship Success Secret number 37, Get Spiritual. Look, I didn't think I was getting into a spiritual line of work when I got into this. In fact, I grew up an agnostic. I identified more with my intellect than with any idea of spirit. But what my own growth and evolution into being in a happy marriage and helping clients get out of the way of their own success has taught me is there is absolutely 100% a critical spiritual element and aspect to love. At its core and base are, are fear of not being loved. It's everything to do with separateness and feeling separate and alone, which is an existential fear and crisis that is in the human psyche to begin with, that deep down fear. Is there anybody out there? More importantly, faith is the answer to the fear that we have of not knowing how and when something will happen for us. Our faith or our trust being a more common word that we use in the things we can't see, can't prove, aren't exactly tangible. Remember in the framework that we walk people through in this success formula that we have to have success without having to settle, not just settling for some guy or a crappy relationship because it's better than being alone, and also not having to settle for being alone because that's easier than trying to find someone or better than an unhealthy relationship. Success means we're also going through that inner environment area. If you go back and look through the framework, working on those inner environments of the self-environment, which is emotional, and the nature environment, which is an environment that moves us internally because it's a quasi-spiritual experience when we get connected to something greater than us. Studies prove that it has a soothing effect on us when we're out in nature in a non-dangerous way. But that third inner environment, the spiritual environment, is so completely key. Let's look at an example. Two clients that I had, Beth and Barbara, they didn't know each other, but Beth and Barbara were both very successful single women. Both of them were divorced. Both of them had grown kids. Both of them had a little bit of trepidation getting back out there into the dating space because frankly, they'd obviously been divorced, not because things were going great, but because that relationship hadn't worked out. And they'd also had some earlier experiences in life and some recent dating experiences that had made them feel a little bit wary and discouraged. So we began to go through that framework, each of them really getting clear on who they had been in their dating pattern by looking at the kind of guys that they'd attracted, including their ex, and 
asking themselves who, who they had needed to be in order for that to happen. And us beginning to craft a really powerful vision for the healthiest self, the who I am statement. That's the beginning of that framework that I walk you through. But as we begin to go through the other parts of that framework, starting to go through the nine environments, a key difference began to emerge between Beth and Barbara. Both of them battled with emotional stories from their childhood and past and relationships of feeling alone, unacknowledged, fear that maybe they wouldn't find the right person. And that was a lot to do with that self-environment of their emotional beliefs that had come from their experiences. So we knew we had to do some subconscious work there. Both of them were working on their health and getting into better shape. Both of them were financially stable. Both of them in many ways had similarly healthy environments in their nine environments with one key exception, their spiritual environment. You see, in Beth's spiritual environment, she had dedicated herself to making sure that she focused on strengthening her spiritual muscle, employing all sorts of activities and tools to strengthen her spiritual practice from meditation to gratitude, to being able to surrender and not need to control things in order to feel like she was safe and okay, to being able to challenge her mind chatter when it would just wanna to go to negativity, fear, problems, or need answers, tell me what will happen, but instead being able to trust and have faith that she was right where she was meant to be, and that the things that were happening were meant to happen so long as she found the good in it and took the action she needed to. So when she would go on a date that didn't work, for her that didn't feel right or aligned, instead of her going into the self-talk that reaffirmed old pain, instead of, oh, you see another crappy guy. This is why I don't want to date. This is why it's not worth it. I knew it. Oh, I'm going to end up alone. Instead of that self-talk winning, those old patterns and beliefs, her stronger and stronger spiritual muscle was able to, to counteract it you know what, this is happening for a reason. This must be what I need to grow. What can I notice from this? What am I grateful for about this? How am I moving closer and closer to what I already have faith is done and will happen? It's already done. My soulmate exists. They're out there for me. They're working their way to me as much as I'm working my way to them. Using that spiritual muscle, that faith muscle that she built through daily use of it, it would prevent her from going into old negative thinking patterns and into discouragement and negative emotion. But Barbara, on the other hand, when she would choose to go out on a date, if it didn't go the way that part of her that was still attached to outcomes and hoped, right, I'm in pain, what if I'm never loved? I'm still fearful, I won't find the person. So she would already load extra pressure and hope, hope being the way that we deal with fear of scarcity sometimes. She would preload the fantasy for herself and put extra pressure on the outcome of a date. So she'd already walk in more anxious, hoping that maybe this would be the one. 
And then if it didn't work out perfectly to the expectation of her fantasy, which was less likely to happen already because she was anxious on the date, then the voices would come back. See, this is how it felt growing up. No one understood us. We were invisible. We're alone. We're going to end up alone. No men are any good. This is why I don't bother. But instead of her spiritual muscles, gratitude, acceptance, but looking for the lesson, having faith that she's right where she needed to be in. This is happening for a good reason for her, not against her. None of those muscles were strong enough to counteract it when we began working together. So instead, she would be affected by believing the old pattern, reinforcing the old emotion, digging even deeper into the trench, moving not on a path to success without settling, but moving backwards. Maybe I shouldn't bother dating. Or see, this is why dating is painful. Or this is why I just want to settle. And then she would want to text or call that guy again that was half-assing it with her, that wasn't fully committing, that was keeping her kind of starving, just eating half a plate of food all the time for dinner, emotionally speaking. But why not? I mean, if there's nothing better out there, if she had no faith, then the fear would convince her to do what fear does, to settle. And so she'd be right back into her on again, off again thing with her half good, half crap guy. Needless to say, even though these two started around the same time, they did not progress at the same pace. The biggest difference, the spiritual environment. Again, this doesn't have to mean religious, but it is a belief system in something bigger than just us. I'm not just the one person who, if I don't do it all, it doesn't happen. I am the independent, complete, in control of everything person that can make it happen. You know, some humility is necessary. First of all, some humility would be necessary for us to receive any help or even listen to this podcast. So we know that we have our limits, that we do need outside perspective and help. But sometimes our ego, especially if we have any trust issues in our background, can fight against it. That was me. It took me until my mid-20s when I hit a deep depression after my first failed relationship that I considered allowing help in. And that first person who helped me, the therapist even said, look, you could keep me out. You could intellectualize this or you could get vulnerable and allow me and allow me to help you. That trust of another person was my first step towards what later became greater spiritual faith. The ability to trust something other than just me, that I'm not alone and completely separate. And if I don't do it, it doesn't happen. The idea that the universe, even as Albert Einstein said, can be fundamentally for us, not against us. He called that the most important decision each of us had to make. I would agree with that when it comes to men and love and relationships. Ultimately, I kept bringing Barbara back again and again to this spiritual faith that was lacking for her. I grew up an agnostic, but I realized at a certain point that there are things beyond me that control this universe. And that the law of karma or whatever you want to call it, right? Put crap out, you're going to get crap back. Or have crappy negative fear and emotions and focus, and you're going to get crap back. It's just a fact. It's true. Go test it out. You may already have in your relationships and dating. 
Beth made much faster progress and began to immediately call in a higher quality of man that aligned with who she really was. Barbara took longer, but we got her there by focusing on the spiritual environment. Don't underestimate it. It is a key part of the healing journey. So get into your spiritual environment today. It is one of the biggest ways to jump on the superhighway to success in dating and relationships. But if you don't do it or won't do it, it can be your biggest roadblock. Thanks for joining us. Please remember to rate, subscribe, and also share this with anyone that you think it could help because I'm on a mission to help 1 million successful women have healthy, lasting relationships.